Welcome to Before Breakfast, a production of iHeartRadio. Good morning. This is Laura. Welcome to the Before Breakfast podcast. Today's tip is about how to handle situations when people do not value your time. I was thinking about this after receiving a note from a listener who is a frequent volunteer. Some of the organizations she serves are well-run. Others are less so. She described the frustration of showing up at a board meeting at 6.30 p.m. and not achieving a quorum until 7.15. She noted that this was especially galling since the group had originally planned to meet at 7, but had changed the start time to 6.30 p.m. to accommodate people's requests. Then, they started late anyway. This is incredibly frustrating, but she wasn't sure what to do. After all, she truly supports the organization's mission. But having your time wasted like this is disrespectful. In her case, this happened in a volunteer context. She mused that she didn't think it would happen in a workplace, but I've gotten enough notes about this topic to know that getting paid doesn't necessarily solve the problem. A disorganized supervisor might have people waiting around needlessly, but figure he's paying for their time, so it's all good. But really, it isn't. Time is precious, and ultimately, when people feel their time is not respected, they look for other opportunities. Or they stay, but they don't perform at their best. I'd also add that if a business is not respecting customer time, the customers will go elsewhere. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. And they'll warn their friends too. There are a few things you can do in situations where your time might not be respected. I try to be careful about the volunteer opportunities I seek out and agree to. In general, I look for ones where I know that I will be able to spend time with people I care about. So with my kids' schools, I like to do things where I know I'll be able to spend time with my kids or my kids' teachers. That way, even if things don't necessarily happen efficiently, I know my time is being well spent nurturing relationships. For projects where this won't be an opportunity, I try to see if there's a way I could donate instead. I'd also suggest seeking out volunteer opportunities where you can actually be in charge. In our listener's case, it sounds like the board she served on had some serious issues. She could quit. This is always an option. There are infinite problems in the world, and you cannot solve all of them. So even if you do support an organization's mission, you might be best off targeting your time differently but our listener wouldn't have to quit. Another option is that she could work over the next year or so to become the president of the board. Then she could rework policies and schedules to introduce more accountability. If nothing else, she could bring on more reliable people. And regardless of whether she was in charge, she could solve the immediate problem by offering to drive three volunteers to each meeting so there would automatically be a quorum. As for a work situation, it might help to track your time and have an honest conversation with a supervisor about this. You could show the downtime and ask for suggestions of what you could work on during these windows. This isn't complaining. It's actually helpful. No doubt there are all kinds of work that does need to get done, even if it's not in your official job description. Or if you're high up enough in an organization to know the finances, you might point out the waste. Organizing time better might mean you wouldn't have to hire new people. Most people do take bottom line arguments seriously. If you're wasting a lot of time in meetings, 
Take it upon yourself to become the person pushing for an agenda in all meetings. Offer to be the timekeeper. If the person organizing the meeting seems unfamiliar with this concept, you can point them to the vast literature online about better meetings. In other situations, play offense to keep people from wasting your time. I get particularly frustrated with healthcare providers who don't view their patients' time as valuable. I will definitely switch to other providers, and you should too. But if that's not immediately an option, I'll ask for the first appointment of the day or talk to the scheduler about when the delays tend to be lowest. I also bring something to do. While waiting is annoying and frustrating, it is less so with a good podcast or book to fill the time. If you're waiting with kids, feel free to make use of screens during this time. It will give you a few minutes to relax. Even if the situation isn't ideal, being able to zone out and take some deep breaths in the middle of the day can feel pretty good. How do you keep people from wasting your time? You can let me know at Before Breakfast Podcast at iHeartMedia.com. In the meantime, this is Laura. Thanks for listening. And here's to making the most of our time. Hey, everybody. I'd love to hear from you. You can send me your tips, your questions, or anything else. Just connect with me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Before Breakfast Pod. That's B-E, the number four, then breakfast, P-O-D. You can also shoot me an email at beforebreakfastpodcast at iheartmedia.com. That before breakfast is spelled out with all the letters. Thanks so much. I look forward to staying in touch. Before Breakfast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.